how much do you need to put in to say, okay, I'm in this for the long term, even before you get money? Then yeah. my question makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, I follow you. Yeah, I think, I think it's like how, how fast can I get the bag realistically, you know, is what you're saying. You know, I mean, in it, a sense, uh, but I know that there's some sweat equity that you got to put in yeah. there too, right? So it's just not, you can't put out five episodes and be just like, all right, I'm promoting my ebook and my course. I should be making money now. It's saying, hey, be in this. And then along yeah. the way, you can monetize in different ways. What's going on, everybody? This is Abby here with another episode of Modern Day Unicorns. And today, I have a very special guest. His name is Sean. And I have been looking forward to talking to Sean for quite a while. Have We have some time today. Sean, welcome. Hey, listen, first and foremost, glad to be here. I think your setup is dope. And whatever value I can bring to the audience, let's get it. Awesome. Awesome. So one of the things I love to do here on this podcast is just have conversations with people who are doing amazing things. That's pretty much the premise of modern day unicorns, people in current day doing awesome things and then also just getting some gems from them so other people can be encouraged on how they get it done. So with that being said, please tell us who you are, where you're from and what you're currently doing. Oh yeah, I mean that's 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 good. I mean me, I'm Sean Anthony. I'm a celebrity podcaster, the host of Schools Over Now with the podcast, and I have entrepreneurs really build a brand through podcasting. And what I'm pretty much known for right now is just connections, collaborations, and campaigns for the world's top coaches, influencers, and podcasters. So excited to be here. Uh, just a, just a guy from a, a small town, right? A kid from small town, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Uh, made it out. And I've done some successful things. So I'm glad to be here speaking with you guys. Thank you. Thank you for that. Now, let's unpack some of those things. So now you're a celebrity podcaster, but take us through maybe your educational journey or what brought you up to this point to where now you have this opportunity that you're in right now. Yeah. I mean, like, like for me, like it was never like, if, someone, if you're listening right now, you've had like an older brother, you know, uh, older sibling, it doesn't matter. And it, it, there's a lot you can learn. And for me at the age of 14, when I was growing up in that small town, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, my brother went off to this thing called college and he became a big nightlife party promoter. I'm talking about partying with some of the biggest artists. So at 14, you know, I was going to the club. I was going to North Carolina A&T, homecomings. I was standing on couches with young Jeezy, Rick Ross. But I learned so much game from him. I learned how to market myself. I learned how to attract others. I learned like, like to really pull people together from an audience perspective and captivate them. And so I went back to Rocky Mount. I went back to Rocky Mount with this new you know, strategy. And I threw my first ever party. And I want your audience to think about this, right? Imagine a 14-year-old throwing a high school graduation party. That's what I did, you know, for 18-year-olds. And the crazy thing about it is my very first party, I made $6,000. So for me, it just, a light bulb went off and I, I wanted to go to school, but not for the education fam. I wanted to go to school to chase the bag. You know, and I went out to college. I went to Winston-Salem State University where I graduated from. And when I went out to there, I just became a big nightlife party promoter. I had a street team of about 30 people. Uh, we were called legendary back in like the, the swagger like us era. And it was amazing. And the cool thing about college, though, is everyone leaves. Everyone graduates. And I started seeing them leave. You know, and I had this skill set. I still had the ability to market and advertise and, you know, put people together. And I took that skill set and I actually went corporate. And I went corporate. I uh, started working for companies that you guys pretty much might love or your family loves or shopped at. And I became a brand manager for these companies. I was a brand manager uh, for Macy's, 
for uh, brand manager for Belk. Uh, and the last job I actually had was a brand manager of Target. You know, so I started understanding brands and I started to get all these promotions. And as I was doing this, you know, that's what really captivated and pulled me to another level. And when I was with Macy's, that's when I stumbled across podcasting. Now, see, one of the things that I love that you were saying was just the exposure. Like once you were exposed to it and you got kind of like the blueprint, you were able to turn it into your own thing. So throwing high school parties as a 14 year old and, you know, coming up on six grand, you're just like, of course, I'm never going to stop that. But then also so it's like the jobs that are out there. Right. You, I had no idea there were things like brand managers for certain, mm -hmm. especially top level companies. We think that these are things that people just have together, but it's literally planned and developed and executed on a higher level and i think that's that's amazing so how, how did you even like oh sorry sorry what did you go to school for and how did you even prepare to to get jobs like that yeah so like i went to school uh it's funny because like when i was in uh, high school in Rikimai, north carolina i was flipping through a book and it was like one of those health classes and uh, i stumbled across i think i think the salary at that time for like a physical uh for someone that was you know a physical therapist was around like seventy five thousand. and i was like okay that looked like i'll be that'll be enough and i went to school for that and then i got there within the first semester i was like man this is looking a little too hard this, this is looking a little too crazy and I changed it to uh, psychology, you know, which is something I'm still doing right now. Hell, I'm even doing it in interviews, you know, understanding people. And, and I think that was the crazy thing for me. But one of the things I, I didn't mention that's so important and critical for someone that is stumbling across a job and they're excelling. I got promoted so much with Macy's fam that I had a job opportunity that took me six hours away from my family. And when I had this job opportunity, I drove six hours or, you know, I literally drove six hours, almost six months, you know, uh, uh, back and forth from North Carolina to VA. That's when I stumbled across the podcasting app. And I was about to fall asleep. I pulled over to this gas station and they had like this amazing Dunkin' Donuts. And I started listening to guys. Like, and I stumbled across this weird purple looking app, the podcast app. I heard voices like Ed Milet, uh, Evan Carmichael. Chris Drama Pav, you know, and I'm saying these names. This is 2018, you know, close to 2018. I'm saying these names because, you know, all those guys have been on my show now. And I and I noticed something really quickly. They didn't look like me. They didn't sound like me. And as I'm speaking in all these different boardrooms and everyone's listening, I'm paying attention to how they're paying attention to my voice. And I say, you know what? I can do it too. You know, and that's what made me create Schools Over Now with the podcast because so many of my friends, they were lost. Here I am living this corporate life, just skating through life. And here's people that graduated with me that didn't have a job at all. And I wanted to change that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you stumble across podcasting and you're saying, hmm, I can do this too. What were some of the things that you had to do to transition into it? And I'm very interested in how I believe, isn't it a full-time thing for you now? Oh yeah. Facts. Oh, facts. Yeah. Uh, I went full time, like, like as of August 13th, I don't know when this has come out, but as of August 13th, uh, it'll be my one year full time, you know, uh, one year full time. I, I appreciate, I appreciate you on that. Um, and, and what was the question before that? Oh, the question was, so you've, you found podcasting, right? And then yeah. you're saying I can do this too. What were some of the things that you did to either research and say, okay, I can do this too. What were some of the first steps that you took to starting your podcast and maybe even the road to full time? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a lot. I mean, so for me, it was one understanding. All right, cool. 
I can reach bigger, right? And the very beginning of my podcast, you know, I had, you know, like the coolest DJ, the coolest girl who started her own business and went to college with me. You know, episode seven, I was like, you know what? It's time to think a little bit bigger than that. You know, so episode seven, I reached out to somebody I was watching on TV. I was watching this show called Million Dollar Listening. Uh, and there's this guy who I absolutely think is the dopest guy on that show, Ryan Serhant. You know, he's selling all these houses. He's in NY. He's doing his thing. And I reached out to him and I said, hey, look, man, I got this dope show. I think you'll be awesome for it. This is the audience. This is who, who I'm reaching. But most importantly, this is the topic that I'm covering. And I want to bring you on. And he said yes at episode seven. So here I am with, you know, this guy who, you know, has, you know, millions of dollars in real estate, who's always on Bravo. Uh, he's on the show. And I said, you know what? I can think bigger. And that's what it turned into. You know, I, I love, you know, during that interview, I went to Mikey Taylor and I went to Chris Drama Path. I went to Evan Carmichael. You know, I went to Jasmine Starr. I went to Anthony O'Neill's. It just kept going and kept going. Uh, and it still keeps going today, I think. So for me, I would say, you know, I had to think bigger to really excel at this. And then I had to realize, OK, what can I do to turn this into revenue? And people started to come to me. Right. They say, hey, look, man, how do I start something like this? How can I make this happen? You know, which led to, you know, my coaching program, you know, schools over now with the academy, helping so many, you know, entrepreneurs and people with a voice elevate themselves and do it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I really appreciate you breaking that down for us. And so. Now, I know uh, podcasting is becoming so popular among other people, even for myself. I know I stumbled into having more conversations during, uh, really, we're not done with the pandemic yet, but definitely in the pandemic. And one of the reasons why I started mine is that um, I was an educator, right? I'm still an educator. I'm just not in a traditional school setting anymore. But I found that my coworkers were doing interesting things outside of the job. And so I started just doing little mini docu-series on the stuff that they were doing, whether they were artists or a triathlete and things of that nature. And once I wanted to broaden my reach, because I was in Dubai at the time, um, I wanted to broaden my reach to speak to other interesting people who were getting things done at that present time. And so kind of my audience turned into uh, people who just need like inspiration. So what would you tell people who are interested in starting a podcast, how they can kind of narrow things down? Because I find that if you're speaking too broadly, you're never really going to attract um, an audience that can stick with you. So what are some things that people can do to kind of figure out what they can talk about consistently? Yeah. First, I would say, like, what are you passionate about? Like, what would you talk about if nobody was listening? You know, so many people, you know, they say, hey, I want to do something. And it's just, you know, it's just a fad. Like, it's just, all right, I'm going to do it for a little bit. And then they lose their interest. So can you talk about this when nobody's paying attention to anything that's coming out of your mouth? That's a huge sign that this is something you can go for the longevity with. You can do this for a while. Also, I would say write down, I always say like write down like two different lists, right? Write down two different lists of what are you, what are you really an expert at? Like, like what are you really expert at? You aren't really trying, but you're, you're naturally just an expert at. On the other list, I would say, hey, look, who can you find that's already doing what you want to do? Go study them, but then write down what they're not doing. Right. If you write down what they're not doing, you write down what you're an expert at and you also know that you're passionate about it. You know, that's how you can really, really get focused. And you never think that, OK, this topic is too narrow. Believe me, like it, it, the more narrow, the better. And then as you continue to grow, as you expand, then you might, you know, have the ability to be known for something 
and you can still talk about other things because you've mastered it. So your, your audience naturally knows you for something, you know, like my audience naturally knows that I can help people really build a brand through podcasting, but look how that has you know, expanded my reach to now working with the same celebrities that you might've seen on my show, you know, and that's what it comes down to. I think if you can get this formula down packed, you're set up for success. I want to tell you one of the most specific niches I've ever heard, and it wasn't even on a podcasting thing, but it blew my mind on when you said you can't limit yourself. You can't be too narrow. This individual said that she was a personal trainer for uh, brides who wanted to lose weight before their wedding date, for brides and bridesmaids. I was just like, that is so specific, right? But the important mm -hmm. thing about it is if anybody were to get married and say, oh, I really need to get in shape, I know this person who specifically does this for that. And I feel like a lot of times people are just scared to say, I do this one thing. They feel like they literally have to be a buffet of information for people when it's just like, no, I'm I'm just the grapes. Yeah, but let you know it's crazy. I love that. I mean, that's that's almost a depending on how who that person is and how they're doing it, that that might be one of the most wealthiest ideas of all time for them. Uh, you think about it like this, right? You can easily target who your clientele is. People get, you know, pop the question, get a new date every single second on this planet. Uh, that that's one. So I, I I like that. And then also too, I just think about. Uh, the branding inside of me thinks about all the brands that would want to be associated with any woman getting ready to get married, you know, and that can go into your, your branding. If you were that, that specific person, you could have events with all those brands there, you know, so that, that's, I like that. And that's somebody who's really found, you know, their, their specialty. And, and I love picking apart different things, even if it's just brands or ideas and helping people understand how much potential and opportunity they have when they are focused. So, so I don't mm -hmm. care if you want to do three things. Let's focus on one right now. Tear that thing apart. You become an expert in that. And then you can branch off to talk about whatever you want after you've established your credibility in one particular area. Facts. Uh, one of the things I wanted to know is um, maybe what are some of the, well, A, or maybe a couple of examples of some things that you had to overcome, maybe some hardship or some challenges. Yeah, I think every, I mean shit. <laughs> I don't know if you cuss. You good, you good. <laughs> I think I think uh I think every everybody's gonna have heartaches to have challenges. I would say uh the, the number one thing is you have to be careful who you pay who you listen to. Two things, like who 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 are you really listening to? You know, they're, they're, if you're really going to step out on this entrepreneurship journey, there's this thing called first generation entrepreneurship, where you might be the very first person in your family who ever went after the bag. You might be the very first person in your family who really created their own business. You might be the first person in your family that's bold enough to say, you know what, I'm about to leave this job and bet on me. You know, and when you do that, the funny thing, the unique thing about it is that, yes, people will be rooting for you. But at the same time, there might be one or two people who might be bold enough to just say, hey, you OK? Hey, are you going to be all right? Hey, uh, how much you spending? Hey, uh, what's your finances looking like? And those are usually the people who are never uh, capable of making that leap, who feared everything that you're about to do. So I would say pay attention, you know, you know who, to who you are listening to, but also limit who you who you think is telling you the truth and find new examples and get around those people. You get around a, a lot of people that got money you know, at some point, you know, you're going to learn their strategies, their tactics. I'm not going to tell you the corny line of, you know, you'll be the fifth person. And everyone knows that. But I think what's most unique is you'll learn what's working for them and you're going to be able to apply it. 
I have another important question for everybody, right? Because they see podcasting on one end. You're just talking to random people. You're doing everything. <laughs> I would like you to t- let us know how many bags are out there for podcasting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, there's, there's, there's many. There's, there's many. It, it, it is so funny. This is, I was on stage with uh, David Shands at uh, Black Equity Con. We were talking podcasting. And, and one of the most unique things I think that if I can motivate a lot of podcasters right now and saying is that I turned podcasting into a six figure side hustle with no sponsorships. And I think that that is a, a bomb, you know, people are like, Oh my God, you know, like, like, yeah. And, and, and to give you the, the formula, right. You are your biggest sponsor. You don't need to be holding Colgate and showing your teeth all the time. You don't need to be, you know, you know, and all these things I'm about to say, you know, we'll get a bag from them. We'll take it. But I want to show you that you don't have to be dependent upon that, right? You can create your own, you know, ebook that turns into revenue. You can create your own course that turns into revenue. You can create your own webinar and teach people live that turns into revenue. You can create merch that turns into revenue. You can also sell yourself as a talent to a company that will then pay you to talk about whatever topic they want to talk about as a podcast, but they don't have the voice to do a podcast. Uh, as revenue, right? You can sell a service as 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 revenue. There's so many different bags out there um, that you also can be booked to speak based upon what you're doing to you know maybe speak and motivate you know the youth. I remember one of the biggest checks I got in the early stages as a side hustle is I remember uh, Temple University, a school I could have never got into. They gave me four thousand dollars for thirty minutes virtually, right? Like like <laughs> it, 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 it's it's possible. It's possible. All right. One one last question for you before I get some tips from you. Okay. So yeah. the question is, hold on, let me switch this up. There we go. All right. The question is, um, I think this some from my perspective, it does take a lot of patience when it comes to podcasting. Um, what do you think or say the timeline is for some people to experience maybe some sort of success, but I don't want to necessarily base it off of success to say you do this for one year and then blah, 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 blah. But in a sense, how much do you need to put in to say, okay, I'm in this for the long term, even before you get money? Did yeah. I, did my question makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, I follow you. Yeah, I think, I think it's like how, how fast can I get the bag realistically, you know, is what you're saying. You know, I mean, in it, a sense, uh, but I know that there's some sweat equity that you got to put in yeah. there too, right? So it's just not, you can't put out five episodes and be just like, all right, I'm promoting my ebook and my course. I should be making money now. It's saying, hey, be in this. And then yeah. along the way, you can monetize in different ways. I'll tell you both. I mean, I can tell you how to get it back day one. You know, like, 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 like day, day one, uh, if you are uh, someone that's, that's, let's say you have a podcast that's B2B, that's businesses, uh, you're, you're talking about products, ways to sell, right? And, and you are already naturally in that space, right? Podcasting is a passion of yours. You want to create it as a side hustle. You could, you know, create a space in your house or you could potentially go to uh, a space, you can even rent that space out. You could set it up with nice cameras, nice quality. And then what you can also do from there is that you can, you know, then engage people on LinkedIn who are known for product-based B2B businesses, offer them to be on your show to talk about them, but promise them that you're going to give them 10 to 30 clips that they'll be able to promote on social media. You're turning yourself into a production, right? You can run a bag up like that literally day one uh but if you're somebody who wants to just you know do podcasting i would say you find your voice though 
I would say you can find your voice by episode 30. You'll have data about who your audience is. You'll be able to approach sponsors uh, if you want to go that route. If you're somebody that is a coach who sells a product-based service business, you could potentially at the very beginning stages start running your own ads. Talk about your ebook before you interview somebody. Talk about your coaching program that you offer before you talk to somebody. Give away that freebie to build your email list. Now, you can do that very quickly. Um, so that's what I would definitely would share. Those were amazing tips. I hope you all have been taking notes. I'm going to give you another opportunity to pull out that pen and pad one more again, okay? So, Sean, I ask every guest to give us three tips on on whatever. So yours could be podcasting. Yours could be getting your life together. I don't really care. Whatever <laughs> your heart is saying, three tips that people can put into action ASAP. Power relationships. The power relationships is, is, the, is the number one thing. Uh, there's people right now that are excelling in life. And it's not because they're better than you. It's not because they know what to do. It's not because, you know, they are, you know, geographically in a location that you aren't at. They just got the power relationships to make that call, to send that text and get the answers they need or potentially work with them. Uh, the second thing I would say is that whatever you do, you got to dream it. You got to dream it. It can happen. Write it down. You know, there was things I, I wrote down or I put up in as far as a vision and all of them came true. All of them, you know, so that in the words of Nipsey Hussle, I reached every goal I ever set. I had to sit back down and rearrange that list. And then the last but not least, you got to believe it. You got to believe that you were supposed to have that dream. You got to believe that you are the person that's supposed to break this generational curse with your family. You got to believe that you are the person that's going to help impact others. That's it. Listen, Sean, thank you so much. Uh, before we go, I need you to mention all of the places and spaces that people can find you. I know that you have an awesome school. So please tell us all of that information. Absolutely. You can find us on all platforms. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Sean R. Anthony underscore. And you also can listen to the podcast and also go to the website at schoolsoverandnowwhat.com. Listen, folks, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Modern Day Unicorns. Be sure to stay tuned because we have awesome guests uh, continuing to come. And if you are a unicorn yourself or you know somebody that is, feel free to message me or DM me so I can have a conversation with them. Thank you once again, Sean.